Welcome to Emerge TV. It's lovely to have you with us tonight. Tonight, I'm really excited. We've got some fantastic guests. We're going to be talking about social media, uh, mental health and nursing. So um, it really remains me just to introduce my guests. So before I get onto that, though, um, can I um, remind you that Dave Mundy is with us today, who's normally behind the scenes. Hello, you yes, never get I, to see him normally. No, I've been, I've been let out yet again because uh, Vanessa who would be perfect to do tonight's session because she is of the three of us the uh, social media queen uh, she's actually on her way back from holiday today and we thought rather than forcing her to drive a few hundred miles and then come straight into this we would allow her a few more minutes of holiday uh, so <laughs> I'm tonight doing social media uh, I'm going to be watching the Facebook live stream uh, so if you've got any questions or comments please add them uh, I'll also be watching uh, on Twitter. So if you've got any comments there, just use the hashtag MHTV. We'll pick up on those. And any that are appropriate, we will uh, feed <laughs> into the discussions tonight. Okay, so I'll, I'll introduce my guests one by one. So, Tree, Teresa, would you like to tell people just a little bit about your, your experience with social media and who you are? For anyone who doesn't know. Hi, I'm Therese Chin. Um, I um, run something called We Nurses and We Communities. Um, been doing that for quite a number of years now. I think um, we started, I started using social media as a nurse about nine years ago now. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I've been around for, for quite a while um, and mostly these days involved in, um, in learning via social media and supporting nurses via social media. Um, yeah, I think that's about, about me, I think. Okay, so then we come to lovely Natalie. Hi everyone, I'm Natalie. I'm a student nurse. I'm just going into third year at Glasgow Caledonian University up in Scotland. Um, and I'm also the wee student nurse team lead, which is part of Jesus We Communities. Mm -hmm. And a long-term friend of the show, obviously, Mr. Brown. Hello, I am Mark Brown. I am usually Mark Warning for on Twitter. So some of you might know me, some of you might not. If you don't know me, congratulations. If you do know me, I'm very, very sorry. I do mental health stuff. I, I think I had my 11th Twitter birthday this year which makes me officially ancient. And in terms of social media, I think I'm probably made of zeros and ones. I, th I think I grew into my adult form entirely digitally. Um, so that's me. Fantastic. So let's get started a little bit then. Talking, I think we're going to start by talking about social media broadly, but yeah, I think we're probably focusing on things like Twitter, which is where I think we all know each other from. So um, just thinking about the benefits and drawbacks maybe of social media and, and your own experiences. So we'll come around in the same order that we introduced. Um, so Teresa, is there anything that you'd like to start us off with? Starting to wish that I was at the, the other end <laughs> where I am on the, <laughs> on the thing. Um, benefits and drawbacks. So, um, mm. well, um, in terms of being a nurse on, on social media, there's there's a huge amount of benefits. So it's it's about kind of connecting with people that that you don't know. Um, which is always good. We always think it's great to connect with people we do know, but actually it's better to connect with the people that we don't know because it broadens our horizons. Um, so connecting with people that we don't know, 
um, kind of just just being out there and kind of discussing things with with other nurses, with other healthcare professionals, with people with lived experience, um, just kind of absorbing all of that through social media, and kind of having those those learning experiences is great. Um, also networking, although you know it's I think I think sometimes in nursing we we think that that networking is a bit of a dirty word sometimes, um, but actually kind of putting yourself out there and kind of getting getting to know people and you know kind of networking and 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 talking to people is is always great um drawbacks drawbacks are interesting aren't they so um oh, yeah. I, suppose, I suppose there's lots and lots of drawbacks i don't like to to talk about them too much because actually i think that the 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 benefits outweigh the drawbacks for um, definitely for nurses, um, but but of course you know people being people, um, you know the it, managing managing those relationships and managing those conversations in a space where context is often really collapsed is, yeah. is really really challenging. So people can can take things the wrong way. We can read things the wrong way. We can we can kind of we can we can go online and we can be in a bad mood and we can look at something and it can you know it can immediately kind of just just increase our anxiety. It's you know it's 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 an interesting beast really. Um, but but having kind of said that, I think you know one one of the things that that my time as a nurse in social media has taught me is actually, you know, the the people who perhaps do kind of make negative comments, the people who who do who are out there to kind of upset the apple cart and upset people are are in the minority, and I think that we 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 do have to bear that in mind. Um, perhaps pass on to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. You know, what you're saying about kind of communities of, of practice is really interesting, isn't it? Because if you're working maybe in a small community team or you're a solo worker or something like that, you know, you only really see the stuff that's around you. And if you are looking kind of, you know, not just even across, you know, your area, but even nationally and internationally, that makes such a big difference. And you see yourself as part of a, you know, a, a bigger endeavour. And I think, for me, I've always found that really valuable. I've loved that part about it. And I think you're right, absolutely, about how, how you feel makes a big difference about how how yeah. it looks, how the context yeah. of a tweet looks. Yeah. yeah. Well, Natalie. Yeah, um, I think from a student nurse perspective, um, for me, what I really value is it kind of breaks down the barriers between lecturers and students. Um, quite often you see them at the front of the lecture hall and there's a kind of barrier there to an extent, but you kind of humanise them more when you speak to them on Twitter and um, you kind of get to know them a bit more and a bit about their life. And I, and I think that that's really um, beneficial. But also, I think from a student nurse perspective, it opens your eyes to all the different roles and that nurses can do, can be involved in. I feel like within our nursing education, we're quite often expected to go straight onto a ward and that's what our job's going to be once we graduate. Mm -hmm. But from what I learned from Twitter is that there's so many other roles that we can do and we can do it straight from graduation. It doesn't need to be, you know, we go straight onto wards. We can, we've got so many avenues that we can take and through the networking of Twitter specifically, we can find those avenues and we can make contacts. Um, 
there's also the aspect of like academic sources, you know, like there's experts on Twitter, we can have access to their journals and etc. So, so that's a really beneficial thing for students um, to, to see these things coming out. Um, just echoing what Tree said, I think there's the dangers that we're really wary of um, our, our governing bodies and, and not saying their own things or getting into trouble too much. And I think students were maybe not taught how to use social media safely. Um, so I think that's maybe where some of the drawbacks come in for us. I think in the past, they just basically give out the advice, don't use social media if you're a student nurse, which is just not realistic. You know, and it's not surprising that some things went very badly wrong, um, particularly at the start. But I think when the NMC brought out expectations, well, gave some guidance around expectations on social media and then more um, professionals, um, there was a lot more kind of professional debate going on online. It started to drag, drag our practice forward, I think, in terms of support. And for me now, I think it's irresponsible not to teach it. Yeah, because you know, yeah. even like in our first induction week, and it's not just my university, it's universities from what I believe across the UK, is you're told, you know, don't use social media. It's, but we're not told how to do it safely, as, as you said. Um, there are some really good examples, for example, Plymouth University um, have a great module. They teach students how to do it safely. They teach students that it's a good thing. Um, whereas that's the kind of uh, minority, whereas everybody said stay away from it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Should we come to you, Mark? Yeah, well, I, first of all, I, I, I very much like to echo the idea of public professionals, people doing their jobs, people, you know, undertaking the thing that they do in the glare of public scrutiny um, and also in spirit of charity and sharing and stuff like that. I think that's massively useful for everyone in whatever field there is to know that there are decent people out there doing decent stuff and that they won't be utter knobs to you if you just contact them so kind of human people doing you know you know superhuman things sometimes um for me like the the, the whole social media thing is really interesting because i i kind of came into doing mental health stuff via social media way back in the time when there was just blogs and stuff like that and one of, one of the, the really interesting things about social media is social media is an aggregator. What it does is it brings things together and makes them searchable. So the experience of mental health difficulty from the perspective of people who live with it day in, day out, is often a really atomizing one. It splits you off from the people around you because they don't experience the same things as you do. Suddenly, being able to see lots of different people, lots of different conversations online, ended that atomization. It kind of brought lots of people into a conversation that had two qualities. And the two qualities are that it is persistent. It's a conversation you can join and read back on. And also it's a conversation that doesn't have closed boundaries. And that's, that's the most wonderful thing about social media, but it's also the worst thing as well. And it's one of the things that I see professionals complain about all the time, which is, It'd be much better on Twitter if we could have conversations about professional stuff and lay people and civilians not get involved because they don't really understand what we're talking about and the context collapses and stuff like that. And so it's always too complicated to talk about here. Um, and that, that's that's the worst end of it. The best end of it is, is that experience of sharing and learning together and mm -hmm. engaging in a charitable 
um, conversation where we all think the best of each other, not the worst of each other. And that, that that's kind of wonderful. So, you know, I am, you know, I was just saying before we came on air, kind of, you know, made of zeros and ones um, in the, my entire orientation towards thinking about mental health has come from other people who live with it, not from books, not from films, not from television. It's come from sharing and growing and learning from other people who are just getting on with living, with doing whatever it is they're, they're doing. Um, but yeah, obviously that, that is also, the, you know, that's obviously the great drawback of social media as well, is that it never stays still and it's never fixed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, <laughs> Go on. No, no, no. <laughs> please stop me. <laughs> I, what I was wondering is, is um, I can see that questions are coming in quite thick and fast, and I wondered if, because we've all had a, a chance to sort of speak a little bit, I wondered if, Dave, you could let us know what's going on in terms of questions, because I, I think... certainly can. What, has... if, if the whole point of social media is to have that conversation, let's let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, just got to make sure I've got the right screen on my device. Right, so uh, we had the first question in even before the session started, uh, and that was from Professor Alan Simpson. Uh, he is obviously chuffed to be watching along tonight. He managed to finish early to do that. Uh, his question is, are there limits for nurses in discussing people's experiences of mental health care on social media? Yeah, so anyone who feels like they want to jump in on that one? Yes, there are. <laughs> I agree. Yes. I agree. Um, <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Should we, should we try and clarify a little bit what that is? Vanessa, who's in her car, and hopefully not texting and driving, but I'm sure she's not, trust her with everything, saying um, we shouldn't be discussing individual clinical care. I think we can raise practice issues and support people who find it helpful to share their personal mental health experiences online. So that's quite a nice little starting point. Thank you, Vanessa. Safe travels. <laughs> I, I, I kind of think it, it can be sometimes tempting if you're a medical professional, which I'm not, I should say, I'm not a mental health nurse or anything else, to forget that your job is someone else's life. And we see a lot of this with ambulance services tweeting about the night they've had, which makes it very, very easy to identify the person that they just treated. You see this in police discussion of... Um, people who have been trying to kill themselves. You see this a lot of times where to the general population, not identifiable, to that person's friends and family and that person themselves, quite definitely identifiable. And it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's your day at work, you clock off. You know, the person who's receiving treatment or care doesn't get to clock off from being themselves. And then you've made an indelible mark on the internet forever of perhaps mm. the worst day or worst night of their life. Yeah, I, I think I think Mark brings up some really good points. In fact, I've been kind of making some notes as you've been as you've been talking, Mark. Sorry, um, but I, I think this this um, this this idea of things being um, making of us making indelible marks um, on social media is a really really important point because once you put something out there, it's out there forever. Now that that can work either 
as a good thing or a bad thing. So if we're if we're looking at it in terms of the question, which was um, you know about the limits on nurses, I think it's I I, I think I, I probably should have said at the start that I'm not a mental health nurse. I'm an adult nurse, so I'm feeling a bit like an interloper here. Um, but um, but yeah, thank thank you for letting me interlope. Um, so um, but um, but actually yes, that 100 there are limits on on what we can discuss and what we can say, um, and actually discussing specific people or specific cases or you know um having having anything that's identifiable to back to back to a patient back to a client back to somebody we're caring for is is just an absolute no-no but that doesn't mean to say that we can't discuss things in broad strokes so say for example um if um, and this is where I think I'm going to stumble on a mental health example. So I think I'm going to give you an adult nursing example, if that's okay. So uh, can, can you live with that? Okay. So um, so I, I, one one time when I was I was nursing, um, I came across a lady whose whose catheter was was blocking. Um, and we we literally were banging our heads against brick wall about what to do with this lady. Um, so um, so I then went on to Twitter and I just asked people. I just put a, a tweet out to say, "What do you do about catheters blocking?" It's it's a very broad stroke. It's there's there's mm-hmm. nothing that's identifiable about that lady about you know why I'm asking that question about you know kind of what what I'm saying. I, I'd like to say that this was many years ago. By the way, this is not somebody who I'm currently nursing. <laughs> <laughs> just as a block before but um mm. but essentially so you can so sometimes it's not about kind of what you say it's it's the way that you say it and we have to bear in mind that that indelible kind of um that permanence of social media um that actually people can look back people can duplicate what we've written um they can take screenshots they can use it so even if we've deleted it and and that's where we have to kind of switch on those light bulbs with with nurses and actually get them to understand that that although in social media we're 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 sat in our own homes we're we're on our we're on our phones we've got our feet up we we've got a cup of tea um that actually social media is a public space and as such we have to remember that there is this indelible permanence to everything that we do um and therefore you know that there, there, there absolutely are limits on what we can say mm. do you know i wonder if the difference between the examples that you've just given is that one is about not self-glorification is a very strong word. Let's look at me, look at what an amazing job I've done tonight. Look at what I am. And the other one is, hey, does anyone know how this works? You know, so that, that one is sort of like self-referential, and the other one is actually for other people's benefits. You know, and I think that says a lot more about the character of the person and the need of the person who's communicating than the, the medium itself. So people make a lot of moan, well, a lot of complaint about social media, but it's not, it's about how it's used. It's a tool like a lot of other tools. Absolutely. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. So, you know, social media is just a tool. It's not, you know, social media isn't evil. It's, it's, it's not, it's not terrible. It's not, it's not brilliant. It's, it's a tool and it's how we use it that, that makes mm. the real difference. I've had here that has been, um, I think, uh, come through Lisa, because you've you've outed yourself as an adult nurse. And don't forget, Dave is a health visitor, so we are totally a great family of 
<laughs> mental health conversation. We are open to all comers. <laughs> Someone has said here, um, or Adrian has said, um, how can you encourage quieter, reflective practitioners to feel comfortable? And I think this is about that sharing that personal and professional space. If anyone's got any hints on that. Uh, the last bit of it is PS adult nurses rule. So we're totally going to cut that out when we... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that won't be much. on the final edit. <laughs> doesn't seem like that guy's quiet or reflective. Just saying. <laughs> So what about what do you guys think about that kind of like how do you how do you manage your sense of self and your professional self? It's, well, it's, it's not a problem I face. Um, obviously, I'm not professional and, and I have no self. So um, <laughs> great. You seem like the perfect person to answer. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting one because in terms of encouraging someone to use social media for reflective practice, it's, it's a bit like the old proverb about trying to teach your goat to dance. Don't. You'll just make the goat angry and it won't want to dance. Like, it, it, there isn't a magical quality of social media that will make it work for someone who doesn't want to do that. If someone doesn't want to share their thoughts, if someone doesn't want to um, share their provisional conclusions with others, um then you can't really say to someone it's obligatory. I mean, it'd be awful if someone said to you, you know, as a very shy person, would you like to sing Rule Britannia at the last night of the proms? That's that's the level of what you're doing to someone who's saying, you must do all of your working out in public. It, it takes a, a certain degree of um, confidence and centeredness. And it's just, it's just not for everyone. I, th I think blogging can be an extremely good um, reflective practice just on the basis of getting into the habit of thinking about stuff but remaining provisional kind of saying I, I'm not this isn't the final word or something this is my thoughts as I go along I'm a massive fan of that I'm a massive fan as a lay person reading mm. um, medical people medics kind of doing that kind of reflection in public um, mm. I think um, Mark, Mark makes great points again. Sorry, Mark. I, are we meant to be disagreeing with one another here? Right? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Go off for that. I'm saying obvious stuff, but name it first. Like, um, <laughs> we're, we're singing from the same hymn sheet, maybe. Um, but um, but essentially, I, in in order to I, encouraging people to use social media and I suppose people people get different things from social media but also people I mean you can't like Mark said you can't kind of say to somebody if if somebody doesn't want to use social media if a nurse doesn't want to use social media absolutely fine not a problem at all I, I guess my point would be that they have to, they need to understand it because actually you know a lot of the people we care for engage through social media they use it to find out information they use it to connect with one another um, so we do as nurses I think we have a responsibility to to understand it and to know know that it's out there and to know kind of what what resources are out there in social media for our particular group of, of, of patients of clients um, however I think that you know in terms of of using social media I think we all use it very very differently and and do you know what that's that's okay so you may get somebody who who perhaps just lurks on social media, just watches other people, absolutely fine. You may get another person who is, is perhaps a RCN activist on social media, 
not a problem at all. Um, you may get somebody who um, perhaps joins in we nurses discussions and that's all that they use, you know, social media for. Again, that's absolutely fine. I'm kind of a, a few, a good number of years ago now, somebody shared a poem with me um, called The Blind Men and the Elephants by John mm. Godfrey Sachs. Does, I don't know if anybody knows or whether I'm going off on a tangent. Yeah, well We'll tweet it out, yeah. But, but essentially, it's got nothing to do with social media, by the way. It's just a fabulous analogy. So bear with me here a second. So essentially, these, these blind men are kind of trying to describe what an elephant looks like, and they're each describing something very, very different. And I think that's, that's a little like nurses using social media, is actually each of us gets something different from it. And nobody's wrong about that. And however we use it, we're using it for, for us, and that's right. So, so it doesn't matter what it looks like to us. So long as we, we kind of find it useful, then that's great. Okay. I, I would echo um, what both Mark and Tree have said. And I think if someone's nervous about using it, perhaps, as Tree said, just lurk for a wee while. Maybe... Yeah comment on somebody's posts or join in a tweet chat on, and just kind of take it in baby steps. And the more that you do it, the more um, the more you'll get used to it and the more um, you'll enjoy it. Because that's what we really should be doing at the end of the day. We should be enjoying it. Absolutely. Can we come back to um, Dave's questions? Yes. Uh, I wanted to make a point um, as well. We got a bit sidetracked there. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it even more now. No, I, I, I think it's it's really helpful to remember as well that social media, uh, it, it can be, you know, people can do what they want with it and they can get the benefits from different elements of it. But the other thing that I think is important to remember as well is that people can also dip in and dip out. So, you know, one week they might feel like they want to get fully engaged and be, you know, a social media diva and everything's going really well. But then other weeks, it's really important to take that step back. And I know a few weeks ago, uh, myself and Nikki were having a conversation about, you know, turning off the notifications, you know, not opening the, the, the app for a few days, just taking that time for yourself. And I think, again, that's really important, isn't it? Because you don't want to get dragged down by it. You want it to support uh, the work that you're doing. Uh, in terms of other questions, one of the, well, there's been a question that's come in from a few different people that's quite similar. Uh, to paraphrase it is, what do we need to do in terms of teaching people about social media? Obviously, specifically around nurses and, you know, should that be university? What kind of content should it be? You know, how, uh, you know, how successful would that be, do you think? So all, all that kind of element of stuff. Um, Who wants to have a go at that? So shall I, shall I have a stab at that? So, um, so essentially, yes, I do think I don't think it's a case of teaching nurses how to use social media. That's a bit like teaching your grandmother how to suck eggs. Um, it's it's you know we social media is is used by billions of people across the world. Um, it's very intuitive, it's very easy to use. Um, and quite often when I speak to, to university students, so um, so student nurses, um, before I've even finished saying Twitter to them, they've, they've logged in, signed up an account, um, and have already sent their first tweet out. So they don't, nurses, student nurses don't need to be taught how to use social media. They, what they what they need is is kind of that switching on of light bulbs. It's, it's about kind of, um, um, showing nurses that that actually the the same rules um, 
around professionalism apply in um, that apply in reality, uh, apply in the social media space essentially. Um, so it's 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 about kind of it's it's about digital professionalism. It's about showing them that that actually you know that that being being professional, being a professional social media is is more than just being able to send a tweet out. It's about behaving responsibly. It's about it's about being a role model. Um, it's 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 about using social media so that it works for you, um, so that you can have a brilliant digital footprint at the end of that. It's also about which I mentioned earlier about knowing what's out there for the people we care for, so that we can connect the dots for them. Um, so um, so I mean we we run quite an interesting program um, which we've run for for quite a number of years with with Plymouth University, which Natalie mentioned earlier, mm. um, and um, and and yeah, we kind of just take them through um, a few weeks course that 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 actually just um, just takes them through the the professional guidance um you know how to how to kind of be a nurse on social media essentially what to do what not to do and and kind of things to think about because you know everybody has their own boundaries everybody kind of mm. like i said everybody uses social media in a different way and they just need to to be able to to work that out for themselves as to how they're going to use it um so um so so yes yeah, so i think that perhaps that covers it so i think i'm rambling now um mostly because uh, i've just had an alert come up on my screen that says i'm low on ink <laughs> so, <laughs> so i'll shut that down a second <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone else just, want to comment I, on that? Yeah, I would like to just add that as much as I don't think we should be teaching students, I think there needs to be an element of teaching them how to use it safely. For example, putting protections onto our accounts. Um, for example, my Facebook page isn't my name. You know, I've had to hide my name so that patients or carers or families can't find me and that how easily that um, we, we can be traced. I think there needs to be an element of that brought in with the professionalism as well. Around safety, you think? Yeah, mm -hmm, safety. I have had patients or patients' family try to find me on Facebook um, and had I not changed my name or, you know, had the, the privacy settings the correct way, then they would have been able to find mm. me, attempt to add mm. me. Mm. It's interesting, though, isn't it? I think a lot of people just don't understand how to manage their safety at all mm -hmm. online it's to do even with professionalism i think it's to do with lots of things so i think for me i i would maybe disagree with you a little bit i do think that that now we're post-covid and we have so much of our care being delivered online we are sending tweets to um service users we're working with using mobile phones more uh, people will be using ipads to make notes i do think that's that everybody has to have the skills in order to manage um, social media. Whether they choose to do that in their personal life is up to them, but you know, most wards now will have um, a Twitter account. Um, most um, journals are publishing tweets, most service users, thought leaders in mental health, most academics, a lot of um, practitioners have 
accounts and we need to know how to manage that kind of interaction the same way we do all, all other different kinds of communication I think so I can absolutely see a bit from everybody but for me I think we do need to tackle that because the world's moved on maybe a little bit outpaced our expectations did you want to come um, in Mark yeah I was thinking that, that, that probably the actual challenge is linking the the kind of ethical position of you as a medical professional with the practical skills and knowledge to carry that ethical um, that ethical position through into your digital dealings is probably the maybe the next river to cross because sometimes they feel a bit disconnected. It's like here's how to send the tweet, here's how you know here are your ethical and professional guidelines, but not much in the point where they cross over. Because there's very good reasons why it's ethical to protect your um, security online, for instance. Um, but there's also very good ethical reasons why you should be able to respond to a direct question from a member of the public without having an utter meltdown or ending out in ending up in front of the general medical council or something <laughs> like that. You'd like to think there was a happy medium, yeah. Possible, um, but the two the two spheres are possibly a little bit separate. You have digital ethicists yeah. and they talk about digital ethics and then you have people who are just giving professional guidance about you know how mm. you make sure you don't harm people. And I mm. think the the concept of do no harm is probably the one that needs to be most brought together with an actual kind of not technical competence but a kind of um, conceptual competence about the big ideas about what you're actually doing online. So, you know, the stuff we're talking about in terms of permanence is, is an ethical issue as much as it is a practical issue. I think bringing the two mm -hmm. together in a way that doesn't make everyone just go on their phone and look at Instagram, like, is, is probably the holy grail for this. <laughs> But you, because you can't teach people technically how to handle every single interaction they're going to have, but you can give people principles, just like you do with communication. I'm looking at the time, I can see actually we're whizzing through this. So can I come to Dave for some of more of the questions? Yeah, uh, one of the questions that's come in is about whether nurses should be political on Twitter. And as that question came in, I did think how it kind of links into a, another thought that I know me and uh uh, Nikki, you've been talking about over the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. I, I do wonder whether people need to be trolled on Twitter as a kind of a initiation to then think about how they then behave on Twitter themselves. Because, you know, I, I know Nikki uh, and, and myself have, have faced some uh, abuse over the last few weeks. And I Critique. think it doesn't. Yeah, it, it, it does It does really kind of focus your mind in terms of, well, actually, when you read something else on social media that you disagree with, you know, how upsetting it can be to get those, you know, less than 300 characters saying that you're a horrible person. And, and you kind of think, oh, well, it's just words and you'll, you know, go to bed that night and wake up and it'll be a new day and everything will be fine. But actually, how draining that is and how upsetting it is. Uh, and those words that are kind of committed to the, the, the social media sort of uh, ether uh, actually can cut through. Uh, so so I, I just wanted to make that point in terms of the political conversation. Uh, that I, al I always hope that, you know, because I disagree with a lot of people on, on Twitter, uh, but how do we do it in a kind and respectful and thoughtful and productive way, rather than just being a bit of a 
nasty character, really. So, yeah, that, that was my thoughts. But any other thoughts in terms of being political as a nurse on Twitter? I think, um, I think for students, it's quite a scary prospect. Um, I think there's a fear there. And I don't know if that goes once you become a registered nurse, but I do mm-hmm. feel like it is important. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel that we should be political um, because at the end of the day, we have to advocate for our patients and, and decisions made by governments or decisions made by the powers that be affect not just our job, but they affect our patients too. So, so yes, I feel that we should. But as David said, as long as we do it in a kind and respectful manner, um, as long as we we appreciate that not everybody will hold the same views that we have, um, then then I think that's probably key. I think it's probably important to to also bear in mind that that being political, either with a big P or a little P, um, doesn't necessarily go hand in hand with being mean and horrible on social media so again it's 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 how how we say things so so it's it's not a case of what we say but it's it's how we say it and if we're saying things with respect um for other people um and we actually take into account you know um we mentioned this earlier about the the context collapse in in social media that actually quite often people will only see a snippet of a conversation rather than the whole of the conversation and and things that are often taken out of context um so so some of it's about kind of being forgiving some of it's about being being ready to explain and to understand things but but actually you know um being being political on on social media yes absolutely a hundred percent please yes nurses nurses should have a voice we should be able to use it and social media is a, a really great place to be able to do that but as with absolutely any other sort of communication on social media you know whether it be me sharing a picture of my cat or whether it be me expressing my political point of view I need to do it with respect and I think that that is is absolutely key. I mean, just to add on to that as well, I think um, as nurses, we can kind of see what needs to be changed and what policies need to be changed. So I think um, we're in a prime position to kind of be constructively destructive in a sense and and rock the boat a little. Um, So yeah, I think, again, just to kind of add on to that, we, we should be a little bit political. A lot of it political. <laughs> well, I was being political there. <laughs> okay. I, I also wanted to make the points as well uh, in terms of, cool. you know, uh, obviously, you know, as a trade union official, uh, how we make sure that uh, individuals don't breach any kind of contractual issues with, with the workplace. So, you know, obviously being thoughtful about, you know, don't slag off your employer online. Because if you do, then you're probably going to face some problems. Uh, you know, if you are going to make political points on Twitter, then making sure that you don't do it associated with your employer uh, and you keep the, the two completely separate. Uh, and obviously, there's other experiences where people will face, you know, an employer doing really bad things to them. You know, being really careful about how you kind of voice those concerns on Twitter, because uh, it can be, you know, really problematic in terms of of, of, of employment. So, uh, you know, j- just be thoughtful and careful on on those points. Okay, that's a good point to make, actually. And better better done now than later. <laughs> um, so, another one we've got is: what's the best thing that panelists have got from using social media? So, who fancies a, a go at that one? Everything. 
Some really good I, social media, actually. No, that's no, what I would no, say. Mark's breaking up a little bit for me. Yeah, me too. I missed that. Are you there, Nikki? I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm there. Is everybody else there? <laughs> yeah, we think so. All right, Go so on, the question was, what's the best thing people got from social media? Um, are we talking spiritually or, or are we talking... I'm talking like, anyway. I once um, got a really nice slice of cake sent to me, <laughs> which was delicious. <laughs> no, but I guess, I guess kind of overall, I mean, it has, it has to be the connections and the people really for me, um, you know, so, so it's, it's about making connections with other nurses and the knowledge that, that, that you know that is out there um, through those connections. It's, it's really reassuring and it's, 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 it's wonderful, absolutely wonderful to have. I think, I think for me, it's probably built my confidence up quite a bit. Um, and just kind of as well, what she was saying is I found people that think similarly to me. Um, being a student, quite often, we don't get involved in extra activities, things like that. But being online, I've met a lot of people who think like me and it makes me feel part of something, part of something bigger. Um, and it kind of gives me that enthusiasm and that drive to keep going and make a difference. Can, can I want to push myself a little bit further and it's also kind of allowed me to reflect and it's also kind of broadened my, my thoughts about things you know it's not just black and white thinking it's if you put a tweet out there and you ask a question quite often you can it, it just kind of explodes um, and it gives you lots of different dimensions on on way to, ways to look at things. Oh can you hear us did you want to, to come in on that? If you can hear me um, yeah, I, I mean, my, my answer to, to that question is, what would I get from social media? I got everything from social media in one way or another. Um, social media was one of the things that changed the boundaries of my life and enabled me to go from someone who couldn't speak to more than about two people to someone who just rambles on endlessly with a dodgy internet connection during like conversations like this. Um, but what, what it did was it changed my situation by um, allowing me to jump the tracks of what was set for me and allowing me to meet people who would never have otherwise have met and to access things that I would never have known existed. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And I was just looking at the time for us, so we're going to have to wrap up in a bit, but I know there's a couple of areas we really wanted to have a, a look at, and then obviously we need to check in with Dave for questions, but... Um, for 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 you guys, I wondered um, how you feel that um, social media and and this this opportunity we have has changed over the last years you've been on online. How things changed, and also if there's any advice as well that you could give people, we'll come to that as well. So how how are things changed? Where are we headed? I think it's quite a difficult question for me to answer because I'm a, a bit of a baby when it comes to nursing. Twitter or nursing social media. Um, I've definitely, on my personal accounts, changed the way that I I speak or the way that I post things because I've got much more um, focus on respecting and focus on compassion and things like that. So, um, yeah, that's probably where I'm at with it. Mm -hmm. 
Dave? Hello. <laughs> I was, was, was mid-tweet. <laughs> you just said you'd got a point you wanted to come in on. Yeah, no, it was on the last question that I'd written to you that oh, about. Oh, woman. Yeah, no, it's just my point in terms of, of, of the benefit that social media has brought me. Uh, and one of the real experiences that I've had is when uh, I go to an event, I'll be tweeting along. Uh, I'll have a, a, a nice long thread of tweets after. Uh, and then when I think about something that was said six months later, as long as I can remember the hashtag, then I can go back to that tweet and I can read the whole kind of list of everything that's happened. Uh, and then that also kind of links into, you know, NMC revalidation in terms mm. of thinking about filling in my forms for showing that I've learned stuff at all these different CPD uh, events. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that's great for me as well is obviously I'm out there representing uh, a load of mental health nurses and a load of Uniting Health members. Uh, it's about making sure that they have a really good view on the work that I'm doing on their behalf. So if they want to say, well, actually, Dave, you know, we're contributing to your wage. What did you do for us last month? I can say, well, actually, here's all the events that I went to. Here's all the things that were discussed there. Here's the points that I raised. Here's the questions that I raised. Uh, and again, it's just such a, a helpful kind of resource to pull all that together. And I suppose looking forward to the future about how we kind of pull that into it more. I suppose it's it's thinking about, you know, how we kind of integrate all these other new systems. So, you know, thinking about oh, over the last few weeks, obviously, we're on episode 16 now of MHTV. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a huge kind of resource that's there that, that sort of feel sort of. Uh, you know, feeds into social media and it all kind of goes together as a really nice package. So, you know, there's so much information out there that we can share with our members, with mental health nurses and with anyone else that's that's interested. It's just such a, such a real benefit, isn't it? So just a few thoughts from me. I think I think that ties up quite nicely with the with the with the current question actually though um, in terms of of how how social media has changed because um, you've just given some really good examples about how you're using social media yet um, you know eight nine years ago when when I first used, started using social media you'd have been laughed out the room if you'd have said that um, people would, would just say, well, actually, you know, social media really doesn't have any use for nurses apart from making connections, you know, and, and networking. Whereas actually what, what, what you're doing is, is, is you're actually, you know, you're, you're using it for reflection, you're using it to make notes, you're using it as part of your, your NMC revalidation, you're using social media to learn, to grow, to develop. Um, and all of these things social media has, has, has always given us. But it's taken nursing a, a really long time to recognise and and value that. Mm. So um, it's taken us, you know, a long time to realise that. Uh, I, I do remember in the early days standing up in front of people and, and saying, well, actually, you can learn from social media and, you know, you can reflect using social media. And I got challenged time after time about, about making that statement. But, you know, I, I always stood by it that actually, you know, this is a place where, where we can learn, where we can grow, where we can develop. And, you know, social media for me, it's, it's, it's changed significantly since, um, since those early days. Um, although I wonder if change is, is, is the right word because change kind of sometimes has a bit of a negative connotation. And I wonder if it's, if it's more evolved. So, so I wonder if we've kind of grown with it 
So, you know, there's, I mean, the, the functionality of social media alone now is, is, is just phenomenal in terms of that you can, you know, post videos to Twitter, that you can, you can do what we're doing tonight on Facebook, um, that, you know, all, all of that has, has changed significantly, but actually we've, we've changed along with it and our attitudes have changed. Um, and the way that we're using it has changed significantly. Um, I think there's a lot more change to come. Um, and I think Mark's, Mark's kind of um, hinted at it already in terms of actually, you know, we, we, we still have, um, you know, in, in one corner we have the healthcare professionals and in the other corner we have um, the people that we're caring for. And it seems that there's still that, that barrier here and there's, there's a lot to be worked out in, in terms of how we can interact with one another and, you know, how, how we all feel safe to interact with one another. Um, but, but it's, it's evolving. We're evolving. Um, it has changed, but that's, that's not a bad thing. Hmm. Does anyone else want to comment on that? Well, well obviously I, I evolve. I don't revolve to quote the great Alan Partridge. I think it, it overall, the effect of, of social media, and this, this is where it's really, really interesting. It, social media moves what was at the margins into the mainstream and what was in the mainstream becomes increasingly marginal. And all of the good things about social media and all of the bad things are encompassed in that movement. So kind of things that are small and exceptional are often louder on social media than things that are common and um, mundane. Okay. Um, so you've got the whole chasing things for clout. You've got exceptional cases pick up far more um, acceleration than very normal things. So lots of people who were previously excluded from ever having a chance to talk about their experiences now get to do that. Um, what that means is another question. It depends on who it is. It depends on what those experiences are. I'm very happy that all of the people who never got to have a say get to have a say. I'm really not happy that all the people who got to have a say are complaining now that they don't get to have a say. Um, you know, I'm very happy that people who've lived at the margins, like trans people, people who've been, you know, because of their race, because of their ethnicity, because of their, you know, their cultural heritage, being pushed to the margins. I'm very happy that social media is the place, you know, where those people and their lives become real and explicable to other people who haven't met them. Mm. Um, but this is why it feels so tumultuous at the minute, because there's just a lot of people who never got to have a say, who get to have a say now. And that is challenging in all manner of different ways. Yeah. Yeah, he, definitely. He spoke. <laughs> it is. It is. I think as well, from, from my perspective, what social media basically shows us ourselves, and sometimes what we see is not very pretty. And sometimes it actually is is really encouraging and positive. So because I was self-isolating, I actually got a lot of my um, communication via social media um, and being able to see how other people were managing and being able to connect up to other people made a big difference to me in terms of, you know, the kind of isolation of kind of COVID. Um, the memes, all the kind of lighter side of stuff really made a difference in a weird kind of way. And being able to meet up with people made a difference. And also, don't forget, we're going to be taking um, the Mental Health Nursing Conference 
online using this um, experience. And so in the past where it's been people sat in a room that maybe you couldn't get to, maybe you maybe felt that you wouldn't be comfortable going to, to a conference on mental health, maybe you couldn't afford it, couldn't get time off. All those speakers will be coming live to people now. And I think that's a big, big change. So it's not just, you know, marginalised voices, it's voices that that should have been more open and should have been more accountable and should have been more, or could have been, just could have done a better job of, of saying this is who we are, this is what we care about. And that's why I think nurses really need to be on online when they can be, because, you know, we shouldn't be doing anything that is embarrassing or awkward. We shouldn't be being mean to each other. We shouldn't be, you know, we can say whatever we want, but we shouldn't be saying it in a way that hurts and devalues and belittles people. And if you're saying, oh, I can't go on social media because I can't say what I want, I think you should have a really big think about what it is that you really want to say that's so terrible that it's going to get you struck off if you actually just take to the waves. Um, a couple of things that people said on online. So Carol Ford Johnson's talked about, um, of course, we should be talking about um, political ideas and, and, and social issues and, and not be scared of expressing ourselves. That's a great one there. Um, talking um, about maybe using this for third year students to promote discussion in classes was fantastic. Um, and um, Erica Louise has been talking about the, the the idea that social media gives such a lot of space of learning and inspiration and finding like-minded people, as well as maybe, as you were saying, trees being challenged by people who maybe are not like you. So yeah. we're going to have to finish up. So we'll come around in the order that we first went. Please, I'm giving you the heads up now. <laughs> if there's any, I don't want to say any last words because it sounds so grim and final. If there's anything you you want to uh, highlight, um, anything you want to promote or, or talk about in terms of you know things that people should just be aware of. The last messages. Okay, so I think one of the major things that I think that every nurse should be aware of in terms of social media is that actually you're in control of it. Um, it doesn't control you. Um, you're in control of it. You can you can switch it off. You can go out for a walk. You can put it down. You can control what you put out there. And I think that that we all need to 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 understand that that actually we're in control of it. We can use it how we want to use it. We can we can use it to to speak up. We can use it to quietly watch things that are going on. Um, but I think that that probably my final takeaway message is um, after spending quite a number of years um, on, on Twitter, on Facebook, blogging, YouTubing, all of those sorts of things, that actually the, the most important function of social media is the off button. So, you know, turn it off from time to time there's a great big wide world out there go 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 experience it and you'll be a lot better coming back to social media and that way it doesn't control you just remember the off button absolutely natalie um yeah i think with um nursing being quite an isolated um isolated course um quite often student nurses suffer from isolation it's it's if you if you find yourself feeling that way, then get online, meet people, connect with people. Um, if you've got ideas, you know, put a tweet out and see what other people think of your ideas. I never. Oh, I think so sorry. <laughs> My dog. <laughs> so what's your dog's name? He's Bruce. Bruce. Um, Bruce. Well, welcome Bruce to the um, yeah, so if you've got an idea, you know, put it out there and most importantly, yeah. don't put anything out online that you wouldn't want to receive back. I think that's key. 
Yeah, brilliant. A nice recovery, by the way. You're going to be fantastic <laughs> in this job. <laughs> um, Mark? Um, in terms of final thoughts, I would, I would advise everyone to go and look up the difference between a good faith actor and a bad faith actor. And that should really guide what you do. Um, the other thing I'd say is you don't have to have an opinion on everything, nor do you always have to have the final word. Um, and also, like, you know, I, I know it's a stereotype, but if you run your online life by asking yourself, am I being a dick? And you can always answer, no, I'm not being a dick. Then you'll probably be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, somebody's going to make that into a very beautiful thing that we can tweet, I'm sure. So please do send it in. <laughs> it's not my thought. It's not my thought. Look, don't be a dick. It's not me. It's a valid, it's a very, 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 very valid point. Um, Dave, you're sat in the darkness. It's getting a little creepy there. Did you want to finish off with anything? No, it's, it's getting, uh, we've got the, the sun coming down over Great Manchester over there. You look uh, like you're in witness protection. I'm loving it. Good. Uh, I, I suppose I, it's the point I, I like to make when I join in these sessions normally, because it's not a very often occurrence that, you know, I, I just think that the the way that we use in social media to get those conversations going uh, and to get the information out there for, you know, our members and other people who aren't members is just so important. Uh, and I think, you know, Vanessa and the work that you're doing, Nikki, has just been great on MHTV. Yes. Uh, and I know before you mentioned uh, the MHNR, the Mental Health Nurse Research International Conference that we're doing in just under two weeks' time uh, with colleagues from the Mental Health Nurse Academics Group. Oh, yeah. it, it is just such a great opportunity to share information. So uh, hopefully, you know, if you're out there and you're interested, you'll be watching and you'll let us know and you'll get involved. So, yeah, my my final thoughts on social media tonight. Absolutely brilliant. Um, I suppose for me, the last thing I'd say is there is help if you are not a confident tweeter and we'll, we'll be sharing those links. Um, if you do have further questions, don't worry. Just either put them on the Facebook or um, Facebook links or on um, the Twitter hashtag. And we'll, as a team, we'll come back to them, have a look over the next couple of days as well. Um, and for me, having been dunked on, as Dave and I were a couple of weeks ago, um, what's changed for me is I try not to miss a chance to like something. To when somebody publishes their first thing, I make a point of saying, well done, that's brilliant. When um, you see, you know, you're about to see the new baby nurses all staggering down like turtles to the water, <laughs> give them an encouragement. You know, when they're all like, it's my first day tomorrow. Don't be like, good luck. <laughs> just, just take a second to say, fantastic, because we don't always look after our new starters as well as we might. Um, and it's a hell of a time to be a student at the moment. So if you do get a chance to support your colleagues, support your uh, fellow practitioners, um, thank a service user for sharing a story that has cost them to earn that story and to share it with you. And it's changed your practice. Appreciate each other a bit. So that's what I would say. We've got fantastic discussions today. I've really enjoyed that. We've had thrills, we've had some spills. Thank you, Natalie and Bruce. <laughs> we've had Dave sat in the darkness. I don't think we could have done this subject better. <laughs> so thank you very much, everybody. Thanks for watching and good night. Good night. Thank you. Bye. Bye.